Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by the Sunday Mail's Gordon Waddle to discuss all the latest from Parkhead. On the pod today, Celtic face a huge week that culminates in Sunday's Betfred Cup final against Rangers. We'll preview both the Hamden Clash and the midweek Premiership fixture against Hamilton Ackies at Celtic Park. Uh, but before we get started, uh, Gordy, with both papers this weekend, the Record and the Sunday Mail, we had two big pullouts. Um, you may have not, may or may not have seen them on social media, online, uh, or indeed in the paper themselves. Um, for the record, we had the top 50 players in Scotland, and then, of course, in the Sunday Mail, the most influential foreign players ever in Scotland. And it was Celtic players, I believe, who topped both Top of the lists. charts, yeah. yeah and past and present. I, I think, uh, certainly from my, uh, from my point of view, I don't think there's any argument uh, about either number one when it came to the current top 50. And I know there's this ongoing uh, debate about Edward uh, versus Morelos. And and in that sense, I think there are other players in the mix uh, for that top uh, top spot as well. But uh, every time I watch Odson Edward, uh, and this is no slight on on Morelos, but I just think he he is the more complete current player just now. So I, I couldn't argue with that. And certainly, I mean, obviously, I, I had a lot to do with the putting together of the 50 most influential. And, and when you look at Henrik Larsson's uh, career in Scotland, it's just untouchable, absolutely untouchable. I mean, like, and it was interesting revisiting it with some distance. I mean, obviously, I was I was here right through it. I worked right through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of these things that you maybe don't even quite appreciate uh, what you had in front of you until you reflect on it now down the line. It was interesting speaking to... Spoke to a few guys, spoke to Walter Smith, spoke to Alex Smith, guys who have coached and managed and Walter and Walter's case played against, you know, guys from the 60s and 70s uh, onwards, like at Dundee United and, and Aberdeen with Zoltan Varga and Orjan Persson, all the way through to the ones he managed and stuff like that. So it was an interesting conversation, an interesting debate. And folk will argue, you know, from now until doomsday <laughs> about the about the order that the list is in. The the, the, the one on the foreigners was, was interesting. We tried to change rather than just saying the best. That's why we chose the most influential because it, uh-huh. it, it changed the frame of the argument and it meant that you could include players like all the Danes that arrived at, uh, in the 60s at Morton uh, under Hal Stewart and all of a sudden they become a huge story because they broke the mould, you know, yeah. and, and paved the way for those to come in, in, in later years and stuff as well. So... It was, uh, you know, so I mean, it, it created some argument. People saying, "How can he be above Lubo Moravček?" Or how can this guy? And, and and it was to do with influence and to do with the, the, the sphere of what they, you know, what they brought and what they achieved, mm-hmm. not just how good they were. So it was a different argument. The records were straight. Uh, top fifty was a straight top fifty, and it, you know, I mean, again, people on social media have been arguing all weekend about it, and and I don't think you'll you'll not stop them, which I suppose is the whole point of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I had friends, family members, all on the phone. <laughs> You've got him above him. What? Uh, so. Exactly. Um, but I dare say, you know, the likes of Henrik uh, are the kind of guys who would thrive off the kind of occasion we've got coming up on Sunday. Obviously, the Betfred Cup final. But before that, um, interestingly, for Celtic and Rangers, they've got to play contend with. Two midweek Premiership fixtures, uh, obviously two very different fixtures, Celtic at home to Hamilton Ackies and Rangers heading up to Pataudry. Um, you know, just ahead of Celtic's game against Hamilton, um, you know, Neil Lennon's been talking about the treatment table at Parkhead at the moment. Uh, so we've got some news on the likes of Odson Edwards, Mohamed El Yunusi and Bolly Bolangoli, who were all pitcher training um, ahead of the Hamilton game. But um, 
you know, based on what Neil Lennon has said, it's not quite a, a straightforward as that at the no, moment, I, or is it? I think the one thing we've learned in the last couple of weeks is that he can go into tomorrow night's game without the three of them, but still have a degree of, of comfort about how his, his team will perform. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that he had that level of comfort earlier in the year, because if, if you look at when they came back from European games earlier in the year, and especially you look at the Livingston game where he only made one change and brought in uh, Bauer for uh, Abdelhamid um, uh, and, and kept the core of the team. And, and you couldn't blame him to that extent because it was it was such a strong core. I think what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, and if you look at like the, uh, the Ren game last week as an example, um, when he ended up playing Cham one forward in the 10, he ended up playing Forrest on the left, Christie on the right. Um, he played... Uh, Morgan up top. I mean, he, he played a lot of round pegs and square holes mm-hmm. uh, last week, and it worked. And, and he, he came away, and he was thrilled. And, and, and I think he, he, he's discovered a level of trust in his guys now, you know, to make it a, a squad game. So tomorrow night, if Edward's not there, he can take comfort from that. I think in the long run, he needs him there because yeah. you know, I mean, you know, there's there's no doubt that you know, I mean, although Morgan was you know was, was terrific on, on the Thursday night. You know, I mean, I, I think you would rather have Edward in than not in. I think what we might see tomorrow night is Lee Griffiths uh, getting a start. Uh, it's the kind of game he's been getting some minutes in his legs at the end of games. And I must admit, I was a wee bit surprised because if, if, if Lennon's playing Morgan ahead of him, you know, in these games when you're thinking, surely if you've only got, you know, one striker and you've got your man on the bench who is probably Scotland's best striker mm-hmm. or the best Scottish striker in the country... You play him, but he played Morgan, so he's obviously not quite there with Griffiths yet. But surely tomorrow night, I think a home game against Hamilton, I think that's a chance for him to get an hour into Griffiths. Like Griffiths will be desperate to score, and you know at some yeah. point, and when uh-huh. he's back to show that he's back. And I think uh, I think you might see that tomorrow night. But again, it'll be interesting, you know, because he's he's had a he's had a real turnout of the guys um, that he has played. And it's interesting because that you know I mean. I, you keep saying, oh, I prefer Forrest on the right to the left, and yet you look at how good he is on the left as well, <laughs> that, that outside-in yes. uh, game that he does. It's the same. You prefer Christie in the 10 um, as well to, to on the right, but if it means accommodating somebody else to then accommodate somebody else. But they've done it. I mean, I was just, I was just looking down. You know, I mean, they've played 10 games. The last 10 games that uh, they've, they've won, they've scored 34 goals and conceded six in 10 games. I mean, it's a phenomenal run, and when you consider that the last few of these haven't been with their A team, mm-hmm. then you know it's, it's a very different week for Celtic and Rangers this week. There's no doubt. I'd far rather be playing Hamilton at home. No, that Ham- I mean Hamilton are nobody's nobody's mugs, and especially Brian Rice. Uh, you know, whatever you say about his teams, they come to play. You know, they're they're, they're a, a decent football team, but that probably makes them vulnerable. So I, I would certainly rather be in Celtic shoes tomorrow night than Rangers having to go up to Pitordry against an Aberdeen team who have got an awful lot to prove against them. So it'll be interesting to see what, what Neil does, but I, I, my best guess would be that he would keep uh, keep the best in reserve for Sunday. Uh-huh. And obviously when you, you say the best, the immediate thought is you know, the likes of Odson Edward, uh, who, as we said, has been seen in training, but Neil Lennon confirmed he won't play against Hamilton. Not Says he's not sure if he'll be fit for Sunday, but is that a wee bit of smoke and mirrors, do you think, uh-huh. is that... Possibly, I hope for for Neil's sake it's smoke and mirrors um, because it's uh, it's one thing going into a game against Hamilton and and not having it, and one thing going into a game against Wren when you know you're already through and you've got a free hit at them. Mm-hmm. 
it's a whole different ball game when you're going into you know uh, into Sunday's final, which is like a do or die for both teams. To be fair, do or die because, and and, and this is the thing you've, you've you know you've got this incredible cup record. You've got you've you've got the treble treble at your back, and yet you're coming into a game where losing it will feel like the end of the world. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, and, and uh, that's not to put too fine a point on it, you know what I mean, because it, it's come to represent so much, their, their trophy run, and it's ridiculous, because he's, he's been magnificent since he arrived at Celtic, and he's defied all the critics who criticised you know, the appointment, who criticised, uh, you know, it being a backward step and all that. They've all been made to eat their words, and yet they'll probably all be back out in force on, on Sunday, <laughs> despite the fact that they've won... 30 straight knockout games to get to this point. I mean, it's it's, it's inconceivable. I mean, there's, I, I can't... It's certainly a British record, you know. I mean, like, nobody has ever gone six straight cup trophies and, and won them without... I mean, in amongst that 30, and that's the other thing to bear in mind, only once have they even gone into extra time, which mm-hmm. was against Unfermline uh, earlier this season in the um, in the Betfred. Uh-huh. But all that goes out the window. If, if they don't do what they what they go to do against Rangers on on Sunday, because all of a sudden it's you know Rangers have their first major trophy, and yeah. uh, you know since since two thousand eleven, they you know they they supposedly and and the psychological warfare, it means there's not another treble, mm-hmm. uh, you know so th- th- there's th- there's a raft of elements to it. So he will, uh, I think, if odds on Edward is seventy five percent fit, he'll start yeah. because he is such a talisman and such a focal point. And, and again, it's not to say that they can't get the job done without him. They've uh-huh. shown that they can, but in this level of game, uh, I think he's going to need his full array of uh, of weaponry. Yeah, and you would think the fact that he has been pictured on the training pitch at such an early stage yeah. of the week. And I don't know looks, if you saw the pictures, but yeah. I mean, he looks relaxed. He looks, he looks relaxed you know, and happy. He's uh-huh. smiling. It doesn't look like he's going through the mill or he's, he's having to kind of really fight to, you know, to get himself to a level where he can play. Yeah. You know, he, he looks quite content. So, again, who can tell? I mean, like you know, he's, we've, we've seen it before. I mean, I remember uh, Brendan Rodgers stuck him on the bench in the game at Ibrox, uh, which he, in which he put Mikey Johnson up front, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he brought him on for the last half hour. I, I, I think if I was Neil and I was going to be able to get time out of him, I would start him rather than put mm-hmm. him on the bench. I mean, he might he might say, you know, he's not quite ready. I can have him as an impact sub, mm-hmm. and if he's had minutes out of Griffiths tomorrow night, yeah. um, he, he, he might feel more comfortable saying Griffiths starts, Edward comes on. If he's actually got a striker, I think he would feel less comfortable going into a game like this with Morgan as his It would be a huge... Striker. I mean, it, I think there's, there is perhaps maybe some potential in Lewis Morgan in that position, but, I mean, it's it'd be a huge ask to ask yeah. for him to, to and, take and up he, that man. I mean, his goal that he, he took... Uh, last week was it was a striker's goal par mm. excellence. I mean, it was it was fantastic getting a, you know the near post run, the, the the clipped finish. You know, I mean, it was very sharp striking play. That, so you, it's hard to take it away from him. And he's he's two footed, and he's quick, but it, he's a, a novice in the role. You know, mm. I mean, and, and up against and again, if you look at the Rangers, I mean, the Rangers team haven't lost in, in eleven, I think either. Uh, um, I think the young boys has, has been their only kind of defeat and yeah. and an eternity. But again, if you look, I mean, in the last 10 games, they've only lost six goals as well. They've got the defence tight and, and, and working hard as well. So it is not going to be, uh, you know, it's not going to be a wide open game on mm-hmm. Sunday. I think it's going to be very, very tight. Yeah. Um, that was my next question, actually. You know, what kind of, you know, as well with the, in mind with what you touched on, the kind of ramifications for 
sort of both managers if they lose this game? Do you expect it to be a bit cagey? Yes. I, I, I mean, listen, it, it's, it's nice to think that they'll both go out all guns blazing and all that, but I think probably at, at, at this stage, I would say, certainly in the early stages, both of them will fear losing the game more than they crave winning it, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's a cup game. They have to win it in the end, but I think yeah. you'll find uh, there will be a, a, a bit of a kind of... Uh, you know, a, a wee bit of a false fight in the first in the first wee while while they're kind of feeling their way and looking. I don't think, personnel-wise, I, I, I mean, I, you'll not get any surprises from Rangers, I don't think. You know, I mean, I think we, we probably know what they're going to do and how yes. they're going to play, but uh, and, and Celtic are the ones with the, the personnel issues to deal with. Um, but then if, if they play who you th- we think they're going to play, then you know what you're going to get from them, you know, and, and you, cause, because we've watched that team play most of the season, yeah. their best 11. It, you know, it'll be interesting to see... Uh, I, I th- you would have to suspect that at right back he'll play. Uh, I mean, Frimpong's been terrific for him, you know, and an absolute, like, you know, a lethal uh, up and down in terms of his pace. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think he would prefer him to Bauer. On the other side, it'll be interesting if Paul Ngoli is fit enough to play. I'd still be tempted to play with Taylor. I think Taylor's been but terrific. Taylor's cup tied. Oh. Right. Okay. Well, uh, uh, forgive well, me for. Uh, right. Okay. So, well, in which, ca- the in which that, case, there's the chance that Johnny Hayes could come back yeah, in as well. I think he's a little bit further away than the others, but uh-huh. there is a chance. So, if he has got ball and goal, that's uh, didn't that's, see that's, Hayes among the pictures today. That's my so. bad, as they say. I should have. I should have remembered that. But uh, I mean, that is interesting. I still think that come the end of the season, I still think that Taylor will be Celtic's first choice left back ahead mm-hmm. of ball and golly, um over the over the course of uh, the next. You know, twenty, thirty games. I think he will establish himself as that. Um, but in which case, then, yeah, he's he's got a slight problem there. The midfield, uh, I think, probably takes care of itself if everybody's fit. I think you see, uh, uh, you'll see um, Brown and McGregor obviously sitting in there, and then you've got your choices across across the the three that play off, um, and they'll very much depend on whether Edward plays or doesn't play mm-hmm. in terms of you know whether Christie plays a ten. Or plays right, or whether Forrest plays right or left, or you know, and who comes in, whether you know, if, if El Yunusi's fit, then El Yunusi obviously plays. Yeah, um, he's been uh, when he's been in the team, he adds a completely different dimension to their wide play on the left hand side, mm-hmm. because his his ability to kind of come inside as uh, you know gives them a, a whole other uh, level from playing you know, Mikey Johnson there or... Uh, I think that there's a defensive element to El Yunus's game as well that probably especially valuable in this sort of game yeah. as opposed to Mikey Johnston maybe. Possibly, although again, I mean, Mikey Johnson, you see him at the weekend again and, you know, I mean, when he does play, he's just such a talented player and, and I remember we, we spoke to him in the summer and uh, he told us he had been working with a personal trainer to try and get himself, you know, physically more up to speed to deal with the... Uh, the, the rigours of the game. I mean, if you, I think he's probably looked at guys like Ryan Christie, guys like Kieran Tierney when he was there, you know, and their, their actual physical development, and you see them growing into real specimens from skinny kids. Mm-hmm. And Mikey Johnson is still the talented skinny kid, and I think he understands now that he needs to actually change his body shape, change his, you know, his work rate a little bit. But when he's on the ball, you look at the goal that he scored at the weekend again, and, and you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's a class act, you mm-hmm. know, and, and he probably... He, he didn't get as much time as he deserved under Brendan. I think Neil's more inclined towards him. But mm-hmm. if again, if he has to pick between El Yunusi 
and Johnson, he'll pick Elianusi yeah. on Sunday because he's, you know, he's, listen, let's face it, he's a £16 million player <laughs> and, and you don't not pick guys like that. Fuck up games. finals, yeah. uh, I suppose that's true. Um, in terms of, you know, I suppose at, at this stage it is perhaps maybe based on what personnel becomes available to him, but is this the kind of game where Lennon will go into it and he'll think, well, the blueprint that we used at Ibrooks was so effective. Is that something he tries to repeat? Or, you know, Rangers have got different, you know, they've got Ryan Kent in the team now. Morelos didn't play at Ibrooks. They've got Hollander at the back. So there's, there's there's differences there in the Rangers team are probably improvements. Yeah. But is it is it a case of waiting to see until he knows who is going to be available for this before he decides exactly how he wants to I think his own, his own team dictates the game, probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in his mind, he will think that if he gets his... his, in, in his If he's got his best Celtic eleven in his head, he thinks, believes, that that eleven is better than anything that Rangers can do to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if he doesn't have that, he might have to start thinking a little bit more strategically about how he copes with what Rangers do. He'll be thinking that anyway defensively, but, yeah. you know, uh, but I don't think... If, if he's got his first choice 11, then his, his strategy won't be determined by how to stop Rangers. It will be determined by how we win the game. And and I think that if it's the other way around, if he doesn't have his first pick 11, he's going to have to start thinking a little bit more about, about how you contain uh, Morelos. Um, although, you know, again... Uh, and I suppose there's a first time for other. I mean, that's the, one of the things that, that Morelos has gone into the game trying to prove is I can score against Celtic. Yeah, I think there's a pressure, perhaps arguably more on him than it is for Celtic to stop him. You'd think. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is, but then uh, you know, if you look at his scoring record and uh, mm-hmm. you know, 24, 25 goals, and you know, and, and there's a momentum that comes with that, irrespective of who you're playing against. And yes, he hasn't scored against Celtic, you know, and, and you know, to be for the game at Ibrox. Uh, you know, he probably looks back and says, "Well, you know what? There's not much I can do about that if I'm not in the park for all of yeah, it." You know, uh-huh. so so therefore, um, he's going to be saying, "Well, this is my first proper crack at them this season," mm-hmm. I would imagine, and he'll have it in his head that he wants to do something about it. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, they'll have to be careful. They'll have to be wary. You know, I mean, Rangers have been scoring goals as well. They've scored 25 in their last 10. Obviously, not quite at the rate of Celtic, but they've been impressive in a few of these yeah. games. Uh, it will be interesting to see how they come out of tomorrow night. Uh, I mean, that's a big, big game for them tomorrow night. <laughs> you know, I mean, huge. up at Pataudry, Aberdeen are heavily motivated as well. I was up there at the weekend uh, and their win over St Mirren and they, they were a little bit fortunate, but they've taken 13 points out of 15 mm-hmm. since they lost so heavily to Celtic. Uh, and they've got a real bee in their bonnet about how badly they were uh, they were hurt at Ibrox as well when Rangers stuck five past them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Aberdeen could could well give Rangers a dent tomorrow night in terms of, you know, their, their confidence and self-belief. And it could be a bruising one as well. It's one of those ones that they could come out of, you know. Physically, yeah. Physically. Yeah, that is, that is also true. Uh, as I say, whereas you've got to imagine that the Celtic game will, will be a lot less onerous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, int- I mean, it's an interesting few days uh, to, to see how they come through it. And I think it will be Sunday morning, before anybody play, <laughs> plays their hand, I don't think we'll be we'll be knowing uh-huh. about it on Saturday night uh-huh. about who's in, who's not. A fair amount of chess being played this week, hundred percent, isn't it? Doesn't yeah. it? Uh, well, either way, it's set up, it's all set up to be a a fascinating uh, few days, and indeed a fascinating month. The amount of you know just to finish on the amount of fixtures and that are coming up, it's it's 
I hesitate to say absolutely defining, but you know, there's a lot of momentum to be lost and gained. You, uh, uh, again, it's the old saying: you don't win a league at this time of the year, but you mm-hmm. can go a long way to losing one. You know, and I think uh, I mean Celtic have got a nine-game month, which is brutal. The one benefit they have is that their trip to Romania is now utterly meaningless. You could go and play his under twelves in Romania. Obviously, not that they're in the 25-man <laughs> squad named for UEFA, but you, you, you get the picture. I mean, it really doesn't matter who he plays over there other than for, you know, professional pride. But they've already won the group. They've already done what they had never done before. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they've already, they had qualified before that. So it's a free shot. And if he wants to rest, you know, I mean, Scott Brown's obviously, you know, that's why we had a laugh of them last week, you know, because I, I said to Neil after the game, I said, uh, was that a strategic booking from... Uh, from Bruni when obviously the books like in, in, in uh, he says I thought it came a bit early but uh, and he says I might just take him just out of badness because obviously that was his third of the group uh-huh. and means he's suspended for the game and you're like yeah. there was a sense of the deliberate about it uh-huh. but, uh, whether never, he is that strate- never, strategic or not but as the old Dennis Law trick about trying to get himself sent off with, uh-huh. uh, with Man United so that he could get back up the road to Aberdeen for New Year but um, uh, so uh, yeah I, I think they'll get a convenient rest a week on Thursday uh, in the European game for a lot of them that, that he can give a breather to which will probably help but yeah I mean like it's a it's a, it's a brutal month and you know again I, I'm not entirely sure that it's worth it for the the seven or eight days they'll get in Dubai you know in January mm-hmm. you know maybe it recharges and maybe it kind of gives them this feeling that they're having a break but it's uh, yeah it's, it's a long run from here and especially when you know you've got knockout football come uh, you know, come the end of February, February start well, of March, then you're, uh, and, and you're, you're, you've got ambitions to get through a couple of rounds to, to prove something to yourself, uh-huh. then I, I think you're going to see that confidence in the, in the squad element tested. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And amongst all that, we've got the January transfer window to oh. contend with as well. <laughs> but anyway, that's all from us today. Uh, but we'll be back next week, midweek, to bring you all the latest from Parkhead. Thanks very much to Gordy for joining me. Uh, be sure to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available. And you can also rate us on there as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.